This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Tuesday, November 6, 2018. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today, we have a very special guest. Marcy Cruz is a New York City-based freelance writer, public speaker, extended sizes fit model, and educator. Her blog, Fearlessly Just Me, is the go-to blog for women seeking inspiration in fashion, body confidence, traveling, and more. Marcy shares her journey in conquering her fears, living life fully, and venturing outside of her comfort zone as a Latina who is above a size 24 and over the age of 40. Named as one of the 11 bloggers inspiring the body positive movement by bodypositivity.com and one of the 14 Latinx plus size fashionistas you need to follow by ravishly.com, she offers a unique voice in the industry. She put her model hat on when she signed on to work for Gwenny B as the first fit reviewer and model for almost three years, and she is one of the few size 24-plus fit models signed to a modeling agency, having done fit for brands such as Universal Standard, Eloquy, and Mexican indie brand Generose. Marcy has also served as a model in body positive campaigns such as Shape Magazine's Love Your Shape series and Big Big Mattress. Most recently, she filmed a mini docu-video for Allure Magazine detailing her experience as a non-traditional fit model and as a regular in Glamour Magazine sizes 0 to 28 fashion video series, series, which has garnered over 10 million views on YouTube. We are so excited to have Marcy on the show today. Hey, Marcy. Hey, Shanice. How are you? I'm good. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I have oh, thank so you. much. Thank you for having me. So much to talk about. So the first time you appeared on the podcast, I interviewed you. It was 2013. And you were doing things in the plus industry behind the scenes. Now, what made you want to transition into the forefront? Well, I didn't plan on transitioning into the forefront. Um, I think it was just because I had a big mouth. <laughs> and I always, I was always very vocal on social media and on my blog about uh, the fit issues that I encounter being my size and also just the lack of fashion that was accessible to women my size and above, because um, we're often outsized within our own industry. Uh, many plus six brands, they stop at a size 24 or a 3X. So women who are over a size 24, they can't even shop in a plus size store or a plus size brand. So our options are even more limited than the standard plus size woman. So I kept right. just talking about it and talking about it and I landed an opportunity with Gwenny B, and that kind of set me on this road where 
now I haven't looked back. So when you started your blog, was that the first step into your transition as an influencer? Well, you know, when I first started my blog, it was basically me just kind of talking to myself in a sense because I thought no one's going to want to read this. Um, And it just kind of took off. I just started getting messages from women saying, you know, that they identified with my story and that I inspired them. So that's how the blog started off. And then as I kind of progressed on this journey with fit modeling and working for Gwenny B and then later on doing fit, you know, the blog took kind of a turn. So Mm -hmm. I I could say that the blog was like the foundation, but really Mm -hmm. what got my foot in the door was Gwenny B. And did Gwenny B find you through social media, through your blog? How did you get the first fit job? Well, actually, you know, I always tell people that my number one rule is to always be respectful and kind to others in the industry because you never know what's going to happen. Like, I don't I don't burn bridges. And Mm -hmm. this is a case in point because um, a fellow blogger of mine, uh, her name is Kelly Augustine. At the time, she was working at Gwenny B. And she Mm -hmm. was the one who spearheaded this whole program, this first fit program. So she reached out to me on Facebook. She sent me a message and said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing this project. I would really love for you to be a part of it because it's hard to find women your size, you know, to do modeling or fit or what have you. And so I said, sure. And I went in and, you know, and then ended up there for almost three years. And then from there, you had really excelled in it and, and made a career out of it. And now you are mm-hmm. signed to yes. state management as a fit model mm-hmm. and this is a big deal because this is a, a agency that has some of the top models in the industry so this is a really big deal yes. for you yes it is definitely and I state management found me through murder word of mouth also uh, model Maxie Green who was signed with them you know she reached out to me again Facebook she said hey my agent's looking for someone to, you know, work this gig where they're looking, they're expanding their sizes and they're looking for a fit model. And I said, sure. I went and thought it was one job, met the the woman who's now my agent. She loved me and she said, hey, I want to sign you. And I was totally shocked. Wow. And um, she, she said, I asked around about you, like she vetted me and heard nothing but great things. So again, it goes back to me never burning bridges. Me always making sure that my reputation is, positive and you know every job that I do I treat it the same I treat it as if like I'm working towards you know like I say with my writing I work like whatever I write it's like I'm writing for the New York Times or I'm trying to get that Pulitzer Prize I treat every job like that um you know if I walk a runway for someone even if it's a small show I treat that as if I'm walking a New York Fashion Week because I always think I want to put my best foot forward and it has worked for me so far and so with state management, are you the only fit model on the board at your size, or is this something that they're trying to uh, get more bigger models on the board? Um, yes to both questions. I'm currently the only one on the board that's my size. However, they are looking to expand. You know, it's something new. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, my agent is a big advocate of, you know, brands extending their sizes. And it's slow coming, but it's happening. So now my my regular client has been universal standards. They have been, you know, booking me consistently. Um, 
but you know, I did do a go see. I had a go see at this company called In Motion, mm-hmm. uh, which was swimwear, which was very interesting. Um, <laughs> and you know, and then <laughs> yeah, swimwear was tough for me, but you know. Sometimes, like, I have to think to myself, when I do these fit jobs, you know, people think it's glamorous, and it's not. Um, you basically have to constantly change, clothes, change your clothes and not be self-conscious of, you know, wearing things that maybe you're not comfortable in or changing in front of other people. Like, they do things like um, fit lineups where there's a model for every size. Mm. They can look at the whole line. I actually have Mm -hmm. one coming up um, at Universal Standard. And Mm -hmm. so you have to, like, change in in a room with, like, other models and stuff. So you have to be up for that task. You also have to be up for them, you know, when you're wearing the garment, you know, being, you know, pinned and, and, you know, not poked, but, you know, like, you know, they're fixing the garment and stuff. You know, and it's very interesting for me. So... It doesn't bother me, but I have to think, like, it's not about me. It's about the women that will benefit from this, you know. And that's what I think, and that's what makes me do it. So, like, with swimmer, I was very uncomfortable um, because I don't do, like, bikinis and stuff. It's just not my thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And not taking away from anyone who loves bikinis. That's just my choice. Right, right. And and it has nothing to do with um, how I feel about my body. It's more about my style and my aesthetic. I'm a little more mm-hmm. modest in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to think, you know, I want this fit to be right for those women who who want to wear bikinis. They're worthy of it, you know, right. and they want to do swim up to 5X. So it was a very big deal um, to go to that go-see. And so this is why I do it. This is basically what keeps me going, even though there are times where, like, I'm challenged on my own journey you know, my own body kind of journey. Mm-hmm. And you've really been yeah. excelling in this area. You did a mini docu-video for Allure mm-hmm. magazine um, yes. called The Secret Life of a Plus-Size Fit Model. Now tell me about this mm-hmm. experience. Well, I've been doing these glamour videos, uh, the size 0 to 28, sometimes 0, 0 to 28, and I'm the 28 girl. And so I've become, you know, really good friends with the producer. I mean, we we talk and we share ideas, and she's someone who um, wants to do more documentaries. So one day I had just said to her on set, I said, you know, um, I feel like it should be talked more about that, you know, this whole topic about extending sizes and when brands say, oh, but how do we extend sizes when there are no fit models to use? And it's like, I'm here but people don't know about me um, because I found when I shared the news on social media and stuff, you know, I didn't expect it to go viral, but I did expect it to be talked about, not just for me per se, for me to get accolades, but just for the point that, you know, there is a fit model who does, you know, fit for that size range. Mm -hmm. And I found like there was crickets, like no one was really talking about it. You know, the fact that I was signed to an agency is like a pretty big deal. Um, Just like Tess Holiday getting signed, everyone talked about that. That was a big deal. But I know in her instance, she's a print model, so it's much different. And Um, you know, one thing you told me privately, I wasn't mm -hmm. familiar with state management because they had just changed their name. I was familiar with their um, whatever they were called beforehand. 
So mm-hmm, even when mm-hmm. I heard about it, I didn't realize the magnitude because I didn't recognize the new name of the agency. Oh, okay. Well, that could be that could be it too. Part of it. Um, so yeah. So I just like you know I had said to um, the producer, her name is Emily. I'd said you know Emily, I wish like um, a major media um, outlet would do some kind of piece on just my experience as a fit model, because I think that it's a great way to educate um, the public on, on this topic, you know, because so many women complain about the fit. So we kind of talked about it. And then she pitched me the idea of doing this video that Allure, Allure has been doing these videos, these secret life videos for a while and Allure magazine went for it. So I was excited. They followed me around for a day and the video itself like exceeded any of my expectations because I had looked at past uh, videos that were done, you know, mm-hmm. secret light videos. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is just going to be like a quick thing or whatever. And it turned into this, you know, because it was video. Those are more considered videos than a mini kind of series. This mm-hmm. looked like a documentary. And, you know, and it was so amazing to me because it was so educational but yet mm-hmm. it, it showed my personality because I'm usually so serious when I'm at work. So mm-hmm. it was nice to see me laughing and stuff like that. And just for people to get a peek at what I do and, and like, yes. you know, the commute. And then it also gave me a space to speak up on a lot of things, um, you know, like what I go through as a plus size woman, um, you know, things like I, I had mentioned this story about one time I was on the bus and this woman spit at me oh, and no. said I was disgusting. Yeah. And it was just because I'm fat. Like, you know, and for me, the word fat is not a bad word. Um, and I was just like, I'm just coming home from the grocery store. And this woman, I was on the bus minding my business and she just kept staring at me, giving me dirty looks. And then she spit at me. And the bus driver threw her off the bus, which I was so happy about. And people on the bus did defend me. But, you know, I was trying to explain, like, this is what I go through. When I step out the door, I immediately become an activist because I am going against what society says um, is the standard beauty ideal. Just by walking out the house, and I'm not doing anything to anybody, but I can cause a reaction like that. So it was a great way to, you know, you know, you understand, like talk about these topics and issues in that. And I was very happy with it. And so, you know, I was surprised again that that, that video um, wasn't shared very much. Um, I was trying to like promote it as much as I could, not just for myself. Um, mm-hmm. Cause again, you know, I didn't want the accolades for myself. I wanted the story to go out there so that, you know, women could see that there is someone their size that's out there mm-hmm. trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So. And um, besides the Allure video, you're mm-hmm. on Glamour, as you mentioned. So you're able to do a lot of mainstream things. So do you think that sometimes the plus community say they want to see bigger girls doing things, but when you are doing things, they don't really embrace you and support you like they should? Well, you know, that's a hard question to answer because, um, and I've had this conversation many times with with other um, other plus women in my life, 
Um, you know, I feel like the blogger world, the influencer world has become so saturated now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of this, this rolling competition, you know, mm-hmm. when I feel like we're not, because I feel like the more of us that are out there, the stronger we are. Like I look at the strength in numbers, the opinion that when one of us wins, we all win. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that for years. Like my dad always told me that growing up, like, you know, we're unified in numbers. Now, when he was telling me that, he was saying it from a Latino perspective, you mm-hmm. know, of people of color, you know, especially mm-hmm. like today being election day. That's something my right. father would say to me to get out and vote because there's power in numbers. People already assume people of color, we don't vote. Right. You know, we don't care. So I've carried that on into other segments in my life where I feel a sense of community. And one of that is the plus size community. But I do feel that sometimes, you know, circumstances and the environment that we're in, it kind of pits us against each other. So instead of supporting me, I do know, I mean, I, I, have had conversations with people who were honest about it that they, you know, would say like, well, why did you get that opportunity? And I didn't. Somebody said that to you? Oh yes. A few people. And I respond to that. I said, well, then it wasn't, it wasn't meant for you. What's meant for you is meant for you. You know, I mean, I mean, there's several, you know, and I have to explain, you know, they, they're looking at what I've achieved, but they're not looking at, the stuff I didn't get, you know, and I don't dwell mm-hmm. on it, but I've gotten plenty of no's in my life. Plenty. Right. Um, even now I still um, get plenty of no's. And, uh, sorry about that. And, you know, it's just like you roll with the punches and you keep going. Cause I feel like what's meant for me is meant for me, you know, and if something yeah. doesn't work out, then I just, you know, I learned the lesson. I keep it moving. Now, I know one thing you're vocal about on your social media is that the plus industry is putting too much focus on social media followers. Do you Mm. think maybe that person that was entitled that, you know, said, why did you get that and not me? Social media followers plays a part in their thinking. I think so. I think, and again, it goes back to the environment that we're in that kind of puts, puts us against each other and puts more value on the number of followers versus the um, the actual content, right? Now, mm. I have almost 11,000 followers on Instagram. We'll use that as an example. Now, mm. 11,000 sounds like a lot, but there are girls out there that have 100,000, right. 200,000, right? So right. my 11,000 is nothing. You know, right. and so that makes them question. Well, how did she get that opportunity? She's only got eleven thousand on Instagram, and so they don't look at the other things that I have done. You know, right. I mean, I've been in this industry almost ten years. Like when I started, there was no Instagram. Right. Facebook had just launched. You know, um, so I feel like people have to look at the big picture. You know. Um, Yes, followers are important. I'm not going to discount that. But to stay relevant, you have to do more than just have a high follower count. You know, you have to kind of cement yourself in a position where you're you're making an impact and people are not going to forget you. 
Right, you your know? body of and work I, is important. Exactly. And I think that looking at a follower count and just looking at that is not a good thing because, you know, you have people who have fake accounts. Um, you have those spam and, you know, those, uh, oh, my gosh, those hair extension accounts. I block them every day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so I had a good call uh, the other day with a, with a major brand, which I cannot name yet, but they mm-hmm. want to work with me. They approached me. And this was a brand that I had tried to work with three years ago, and they didn't want to work with me because of my numbers. So now mm-hmm. they have a new team in place. The old people are gone. And they approached me and I said, well, I, I actually brought it up because I wanted to be upfront with them. And I said, well, um, you know, I only have 11K, almost 11K on Instagram. And they said, oh, we know. I was like, okay. And then um, she asked me, the, direct, the marketing director on the call asked me, well, we looked at your other demos because they had emailed me previously and I had sent them a media kit. They liked the fact that my demo of women, percent of women is high. My demo of women is now 80% because I block men on social media that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I only have guys that I know that are either models or, like, friends. But all those other guys that try to, you know, with the fetishes and, you know, who are just or admirers or whatever they are, I block them because that's not what I'm there for. And right. when I said this to them – they were super happy. They were like, yes, this is what we want. We want an influencer that's actually going to reach customers, and you are our customer. We looked at your, your social media channels. We looked at your blog. Um, we noticed that your comments are all from women, and they're all pertaining to your post, and we just love your content. Nice. And I felt like, wow, I finally accomplished something <laughs> because I have been fighting this for years, you know, um, and it's hard and it's crushing sometimes. You want to give up because you're like, I don't have a lot of followers. How am I supposed to make an impact? But if, but I have found that if your follower count is low, most times your engagement is high. Mm. So they have a term for it. It's micro-influencers. So now Mm -hmm. they have this whole thing of micro-influencers, which are people who have under 15K. Got it. Well, you're teaching me something today. Yes. (laughs) So I tell people, don't despair. Don't give up. You know, keep pushing. You know, I think we all have something to offer to this world. We just have to believe it. Now, another thing that you're vocal about in the industry is the mean girl behavior that you have Mm. experienced. Now, tell me about that and how you deal with it. Um, well, you know, I, well, I, I'm always the biggest girl in the room. And, you know, now I kind of embrace it because I know it makes me stand out. Um, but, you know, I've been told many things. You know, I've been called a dinosaur. You know, I've been told, oh, you shouldn't wear your hair this way, your hair that way, or, oh, you don't belong. You know, it's kind of like, it's like the now, is this on social media say, or at events? Both, both, oh. uh, mostly at events too. And again, I think it's the environment that we're in, you know, it, it pits us against each other. And I, you know, I've learned not to take it personally because 
I don't have any ill will towards anybody. Like, I am not trying to take away from anyone's hustle. I'm not trying to step into anybody's lane. I feel like we all have a place here. That, you know, for me, anybody could sit with me. You know, I'm not down with that. You can't sit with us type of thing. You know, um, we're too good to hang out with you. No, I, I hang out with everybody. I'm good, you know. Um, and so I think that now it's getting a little better, I think as new bloggers come on the scene, uh, new models, I think that the attitude is shifting. Um, So I have hope. I have hope. But it is, you know, it's really, you know, disappointing because, you know, we're all supposed to be in this community. We're all supposed to support each other. You know, we can't expect for things to get better if we don't band together because we're all in this fight together. Exactly. You know, we shouldn't, you know what I mean? We're all in this fight together and um, we should be putting our energy into like more positive efforts than saying, you know, oh, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, let me live. That's that's my whole thing for this year was let me live. If I want to wear pink hair and I want to go outside dressed like a unicorn, that is my business. You know, I may be <laughs> over 40, but I can do whatever I want. Let me live. I'm living my best life. <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. And despite it all, you're still getting new clients, and now you're in the forefront. So tell me about your latest work with Dia and Co, because this is in front of the camera now. (laughs) And, you know, I never set out to be a model, never. And I still feel kind of weird even saying it. Um, It's just really weird, but... So I recently did a denim campaign for Dianco where it is on, it's currently on their blog. Uh, the piece is called Skinny Jeans at Any Size, and they had a woman for every size. So it was from 1X to 5X. So to see three women, myself included, um, who are visibly plus, and it's, the picture is up on their uh, Facebook page. I saw it. We're the cover photo. And to see three women of color, it was me, um, African-American woman, and another Latina. So to see us in there, visibly plus, you know, above a 3X, I mean, I, I cried because that's something that a lot of brands have not done yet. I hope mm-hmm. that they will soon. Um, I think that we have to get out of this mindset of the past that women don't want to see visibly plus bodies. I think that that has changed. Um, I think that, you know, women are starting to embrace their bodies more. And who says that a, a skinnier woman is aspirational? Why can't a visibly plus woman be aspirational because she's, you know, exuding confidence and she's saying, Hey, if I could wear these skinny jeans, so can you, I think that that's aspirational. So the DN co campaign, it went up last week and it's a pretty big deal. Um, and I just hope um, they want to work with me again. And I'm so happy because they're a brand that I've been wanting to work with for like three years already. So, you know, it happens in due time. It doesn't happen on your time. It happens when it's meant to happen. That's right. So what is your ultimate goal with your career and brand? Because you have evolved so much over the last few years, and it looks like some of this stuff is just coming to you without you even seeking it. 
Right. So, <laughs> right. So what what is yeah. the ultimate goal in your your vision for your brand and your career? Well, my ultimate goal, um, I think, is to kind of carve a place in this industry where people regard me as, you know, an authority in fit modeling, but an authority in other things. Um, I know next year in 2019, I'm going to be focusing more on uh, doing more brand consulting. Uh, I recently was on a panel at Full Beauty where myself and the three other ladies, we spoke to the employees and they had questions about fit, about what a plus size woman wants. Um, And it was just refreshing to be able to speak to the company and its employees. And they seemed excited. They were interested. Um, You know, hopefully I'll get a job out of it because the fit people were like, oh my gosh, we didn't know you were assigned to an agency. So I think that that's amazing, and I want to do more of that because I feel like in order to make change, we have to not only educate the customer, but we have to educate the brands first. They have to know how to market to us. You know, I constantly hear, oh, women over a size 24, uh, they don't buy. The clothing, that's why they don't extend their sizes is because they feel like um, it's not going to sell. And I feel like it will sell. I feel like that customer is out there. I just think that she needs to be marketed to differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to do more brand consulting next year, which I plan to. I'm going to do more public speaking because I love going to different states and cities and reaching women and inspiring them to love themselves. And I'm also kind of dwelling into big and tall men's um, fashion, I recently did How a project. So? Yeah. <laughs> well, I recently did a project where I um, kind of planned this photo shoot with seven big and tall guys, influencers. Um, it actually came out last week, and it went over very well. And, you know, I just feel like um, I want to do my part in being an advocate and giving them more exposure because I feel like they are a new segment that needs to gain more of that, you know, Um, overall in the community because when I started out in this business I was working in corporate uh, for a men's big and tall men's catalog so that's where I started yeah yeah many moons ago (laughs) so I'm going to be doing more photo shoots and things like that Um, maybe an event or two I'm not sure yet but next year I'm excited because I'm planning on doing more of that and then I'm also focusing on a new collective that I'm a part of called the Latina Curve Collective. Nice. And yeah, and it's seven of us, um, seven strong Latinas will come together for this collective where we are going to try to um, promote unity among plus size Latinas and really just, you know, put forth an effort to do stuff within the, our community, you know, like service trips. We want to do something with Puerto Rico and just a lot of exciting things that are going to happen that um, I can't wait. Next year I'm going to be busy. <laughs> nice. So do you have any dates yet that you can tell us about or we just have to be looking on your social media? Yeah, just keep, you know, looking at my social media for updates. Um I know that I will be having another um, shoot for the Big and Tall Men project that I'm working on, and that'll probably launch in February, um, mm-hmm. late January to February. 
Um, I may do a lookbook. I'm not certain yet what I'm going to do, or I may just pitch it to a magazine and see if, um, you know, who bites. But everything else, you got to just, you know, stay tuned on my blog and my social media channels for updates. And tell us your official website and your social media handles. Uh, My official website is www.fearlesslyjustme.net. And then I am at, you know, the at sign uh, on social media, Fearlessly Just Me, on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, it's Fearlessly Just Me, but without the T. So it's Fearlessly Just, J-U-S-M-E. Got it. Well, thank you so much for being on this show. I'm so proud of everything you've accomplished. It's really great to see you just blossom into everything that's coming your way. Thank you. I appreciate that, Shanice. I I don't know. I was listening to you do the intro and I was like, wow, I did all that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I have to remind myself. (laughs) I just keep working, you know, just trying to make a difference. Well, you are, you are. So keep up the good work and hopefully I'll see you at an event or something next year. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, all right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay. You too. And thanks for having me on the show. Ah, you're welcome. Anytime. And thank you to my guest this evening for being on the show. Marcy Cruz, make sure you Follow her on social media to keep up with everything she has going on. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.